You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Lifelong Journey, the Office of Lifelong Radio Programs, uh, Lifelong Office of Faith Formation Radio Program. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on the air, so I wanted to say hello. This is Clarissa Alhantara, and I work in the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. And with me this morning is Juan Pablo Padilla. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Clarissa? I'm <laughs> I'm well. It's been a while since I've hosted a radio show, so I'm like uh, tongue tied, and you know. But it's good. I'm so glad to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm staying uh, healthy, staying well. Um, you know, just uh, hunkered down here, working from home, like like the most of us. Uh, but other than that, doing great. Uh, I feel blessed. I feel feel great to be healthy to be good and to be spending time with uh, those that I love a lot more so so far everything is good nice uh I'm just kind of curious since it's been a, f- a few months since I've seen you at the Cardinal Meyer Center have you acquired any new skills or tried anything new while you've been home in quarantine um you know I mean it's <laughs> It's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I I wasn't sure if you were like like so. My husband and I we um we started baking, and so we've made you know just new breads and pretzels, and you know that's the new thing that we've tried. Oh okay, all right. One of the things that I've tried um, that I had not done in a very long time since I've been under quarantine is I at some point I used to play the guitar. Uh, and I sort of like stop for a little while, and then I kind of picked it back up uh, again. I was on and off, but during the quarantine, one of the things that I definitely did is I definitely started like to just play again. Uh, so it felt really good to unnumb my fingers and and you know relearn how to like do awkward, very awkward chords, <laughs> some very difficult ones. Uh, and I also started doing some uh, some of the oil painting that I sort of had left behind because of. Of the work in ministry, sometimes you know it's not. I just don't have the time, so I was very happy to to nurture my arts again. So it was, uh, it, it's been very good to do that. Uh, I, I jokingly tell people one of the things that, about the quarantine is for for at least those of us that that like the arts. It's um, you know we, we we can lose ourselves in the arts very easily, and you know if we don't have to go outside, then that's even better for us. But but other than that, I mean, I, I really haven't uh, any done anything cool like cooking or baking or any of that stuff. But, um, you know, just the basics, the day-to-day. The, uh, the basics, I mean, playing guitar and uh, nurturing your your vocation as a painter, that's not an easy... I mean, for me, like, I would be like, oh, you know, I'm baking and I'm not uh, <laughs> picking up a, a paintbrush and creating a, a new work of art. So I think that's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 been it's been good for me so far. Um it, it it's been it's been pretty awesome. Nice. Well, uh thank you so much for coming on air with us this morning. We are going to be spending a little bit of time talking about theology on tap. Um the the program that I when I moved to Chicago about 10 years ago, it was in the summer, very popular with you know, youth and young adults, I guess, or late youth. Um, and it was something that when I moved here, I was like, oh, wow, I'm finally in the place where it all started. Um, so before we get going, though, can you introduce, uh, I know I've already started talking to you, but uh, tell the listeners um, a little bit about the ministry that you do in the Archdiocese, how long you've been doing it for, uh, and anything else that you think we should know. So as, 
maybe some of your listeners are already familiar with me, but my name is Juan, my name is Juan Pablo Padilla, and I do work for the uh, Office of Young Adult Engagement currently. I've been working with this office uh, since uh, January of this year, so I'm very, very new to the team, to the, uh, to the Office of Young Adult Engagement. But previously, I had worked in the Office of Lifelong Formation with Youth and Young Adult Ministry, and also before that with Young Adult Ministry. So even though I've been around in the arch for, for about six years, uh, at a minimum more or less, my role with the with the Office of Young Adult Engagement is relatively new, and what we do in the Office of Young Adult Engagement is really to try to reach out to those young adults that are leaders that are already somewhat engaged, but also the one of the core elements of what we do is we try to also help young adults that are seeking and try to re-engage with their faith find a path uh, to do that. Uh, through the through the various uh, pastoral uh, initiatives that we have, but one of the main ones uh, being Alpha and Theology on Tap. So through Alpha, through Theology on Tap, and, and some others, uh, larger events or smaller events, our our goal is to help those young adults that are already in leadership create spaces, uh, soft entry points, as we call them, for young adults to re-enter or begin to re-engage with their with their faith. Uh, so that is the core mission of what we do. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, the topic that we uh, have brought back that I'm sure comes back every summer is theology on tap. Uh, and can you tell our listeners, especially those who might not know about it, a little bit about uh, what theology on tap is and kind of what happens or normally happens? And then we'll <laughs> talk a little bit about how it's different now. Well, normally what happens is that in in the in the the ideal situation, as it was for the past thirty five years that theology on tap has been around, um, it, it, you know it, the heart and center of theology on tap is meeting at places such as bars, pubs, lounges, restaurants, pizza places, and the idea was to invite young adults to join and meet in these in these in these spaces, these public spaces, uh, these restaurants, bars, etc. Uh, a speaker would be invited to share some knowledge on a topic that the young adults would want to talk about, and and then ultimately what would happen is you know they would engage in small group discussion, question and answer. Uh, the idea was that it would be very interactive all the while uh, while they're you know enjoying a slice of pizza or some either finer dish, uh, a cup of wine or you know a gla- sorry a glass of wine or or a pint of beer. And the idea was that is to gather and really break bread, uh, have a drink, and talk about and learn about theology. Uh, you know, what are, the topics range from many different, and the, and the speakers that we usually would engage, they would offer us, uh, you know, about two or three titles, and then the young adults themselves would reach out to them, and then they would pick the titles, and, and, and they would speak on that topic. It, it would normally take, play, take time uh, or place for about four weeks, so that's more or less the estimate, estimated time, usually around the month of July, uh, in most cases into early August. Uh, and it was a, a wonderful time for, for outreach and for really creating these uh, spaces outside of the parish walls where young adults can gather. Over the years, of course, it, would make, it became somewhat practical for financial reasons and many other reasons for young adults to gather in our church spaces. So even within the church space, the ambiance would be created for a type of celebra- a celebrative, a celebrative uh, uh, reunion where the young adults would also bring wine, they would bring drinks, and they would sit around and just share. Uh, obviously, these were at no cost to the young adults. Uh, on some occasions, even the businesses would donate some of the, uh, some of the food or even the drinks. If it were in parish settings, we would invite them to uh, look to see if they could get donors that can help them out. But the whole idea was fellowship, was really to be church in a very creative and a very different kind of way, meeting young adults where they were at and and, and in their own current situation of life. So normally that would be what, you know, theology and tap would look like. This year, however, um, as, as you well know, Clarissa, and as, and as some of our radio listeners know, our Archdiocese of Chicago had to ba- basically shut down due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic and the risks and dangers that, that came with that. Uh, so this year we, ha- we made you know, many, many adjustments 
uh, early on, uh, not only to the Theology on Tap, but many of our efforts, uh, be it Alpha, be it our large gatherings, or different types of things that we would normally host, uh, including Theology on Tap, had to go through a rethinking, a re-strategizing. And a lot of that stuff, you know, landed on, on the um, different uh, platforms such as Zoom or Teams or any similar other outlet that allows for large people to gather virtually. And, and that, that presents, a, that presents a, a, a brand new challenge to us because our Theology on Tap kickoff, which will be on June 24th of this year, it would normally be at a large gathering space in the downtown area. The past three years, we did something in the River North area or the downtown area in general, or even the uh, near west side. And what we basically would do was gather, like I said, you know, maybe three to 500 people would gather at, at any given time, young adults, all young adults. We would share a wonderful topic. We would be in fellowship. We would be talking, gathering, sharing. And, and one of the things that was hindered almost immediately was the fact that, you know, wow, we're not going to be able to do that this year because of, of the restrictions that are being recommended, not only from the federal level, but also from our state and city. So, you know, the Archdiocese of Chicago, in, in collaboration with our city and state, also decided that it would probably be best just, you know, keep ourselves safe. So we're looking at, we immediately started looking at Zoom for us as the space where many of these things can gather, can, can, can occur and can happen. And currently, we're looking at launching our kickoff on June 24th uh, via Zoom. So, you know, we're going to invite all the young adults that would normally join us to join us in a different kind of space. Um, we haven't really worked out the details about the food and the drinks, but we're probably going to be invite, inviting them to have their own snack and, and have their own drink uh, at the, at the, in the safety of their home. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things that has shifted uh, drastically. Another thing that, that sort of shifted from, from before was that we would encourage these theology on taps to happen at the parish or, or a parish grouping setting, obviously because lounges and bars and, and, and restaurants are closed, uh, you know, they cannot gather there. And as the reopening phases are recently starting, you know, you still cannot have the numbers that they would normally gather in, in any given space. Uh, so we also suggested to our host sites to think about the possibility of a, having a theology on tap uh, virtually or via Zoom, whether it's a parish or a grouping, the the, the space of encounter was definitely going to look a lot more different. Um, you know, the the turnout for some of these things can be challenging because you know it's not the same thing when you're when you're socially gathering. At, at a physical location than when you're gathering in Zoom or, or any of these virtual platforms. It's just, feeling is usually not the same. So, you know, I remember sending out a notification to our speakers and, and host site members, and I, I had to send them a thing, you know, some, a couple of things to, to keep in mind. But moving forward, I think for us in our, as an archdiocese, um, in, in, in an effort to keep people safe and to make sure that people are well and, and not to put them at risk of coronavirus, by any means, uh, we decided to just, you know, promote it entirely on Zoom. Awesome. For, Actually, do you yeah. mind if we take a quick break and then come back? Not at all. That's awesome. Fine. Let's go ahead and do that. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. 
they have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced A Call to Prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A Call to Prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Good morning, and we're back with Lifelong Journey, the radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. And with me this morning is Pablo Padilla, and he's here as a member of the Young Adult Engagement Team, and we're talking about Theology on Tap and how it is going to be different. And so before we jumped off uh, the line, you were talking about Zoom and uh, what that could mean for Theology on Tap this year. Well, one of the things that I also wanted to share about our Theology on Tap for this year in terms of things that have completely changed uh, somewhat drastically, or drastically rather, um, is also that for the month of July, um, because we saw that our response from some of our host sites, normally by this time we would already have a map up of all the host sites that were going to be hosting Theology on Tap. But given, given the reality and, and the situation, uh, I think a lot of people were, for, that are also part of the staff of our parishes were not able to be on staff working to plan these very fine details that usually go into all of this. So it, it might have made it uh, perhaps a little bit more challenging and difficult to some, of, to some of our host sites in how they would typically organize a theology on tap. So because of the slow risk or because of the low number of host sites that, that signed on to host theology on tip this year, and we honestly believe that it was because of the current real life situation that we're living through that you know that had a, that played a lot to do that played a lot into it. And also, you know, many other details that you know I, don't, I really don't want to get into, but one of the other things that changed is that usually for the month of July we would have like upwards of 20 sites, 20 host sites. Uh, in the in last year we had. 20 host sites, but a combination of about nearly 45 parishes because they were working as, as groupings. Mm-hmm. So it was 20 host sites, but many, many of those were sites that had five parishes or even up to six parishes. So, you know, one of the things that's going to change this year is that for the month of July, uh, the Archdiocese of Chicago is going to be hosting a, a One Theology on Tap where we're going to invite all the young adults to come to uh, every Wednesday for the entire month of July. So if you look at your calendar, we're looking at, you know, from from July through really just the whole that that whole month. For so every Wednesday, the Archdiocese of Chicago starting July um sorry, July 8th or sorry, July 1st. My my apologies, July 1st. July 1st, July 8th, July 15th, July 22nd and July 29th, we're going to be hosting uh theology on tap and we're going to invite all the young adults from the Archdiocese of Chicago and the surrounding areas to come and join us. Uh, we will, we've already reached out to speakers, and we're going to we're going to be planning to have the speaker series uh, for for all young adults of the Archdiocese on Wednesday and Wednesdays in the in the evening, uh, starting at 7 p.m. And again, that's going to be kicked off on June 24th with our Theology and Tap kickoff, which we're going to be sharing a lot more information via our website at archchicago.org 
and via the uh, Young Adult page, but also our Theology on Tap Facebook page. Um, that you can you, you can look us up Theology on Tap Chicago, and you know you'll you'll find us or TOT Chicago on Facebook, and you'll see our page there as well. So for our listeners that are interested in, in Theology on Tap and, and seeing how they can join up to any of these or, you know, any young adults that you might want to share this information with, you know, please uh, visit ourchicago.org and please visit our Facebook page at TOT Chicago. Uh, our page is Young Adult Engagement, and we're going to be promoting all of this because we really want to make sure that, you know, we bring in our speakers that are going to, that are going to share topics that are speaking to the relevant uh, issues that are currently ongoing in, in our in our lifetime and in this 2020 that has been somewhat, you know, to say an understatement, <laughs> to say somewhat out of a year. We definitely want to talk about the presence of Jesus, you know, in, COVID, in, in the middle of COVID-19, but we also want to address, you know, some of the concerns um, around our, our, um, our current reality that we're having to live around the events that happened with our brother George Floyd and his passing and the events that led to nationwide concerns and issues that needed to be addressed. So, um, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that with, with theology and tap this year, this time around, the main focus or, or for the, for not only the July ones, but even for the kickoff, we want to begin to ask ourselves, you know, where is Jesus in all of this? Or where is the power of Christ in all this? Or, how can we see the power of the Holy Spirit uh, within us, you know, in, in these times that, that have brought about a lot of difficulties and a lot of change and have really called us to to really see how we can reinvent ourselves in many ways. Um, as you had said, you know, I think your question when you started was on point. Um, what, are, what are some of the things that you have had to take on or that you've learned about yourself or that you've done that you normally wouldn't do because of the quarantine? And I think that, you know, some of the young adults that have shared reflections in our core night events, they've, they've shared that, you know, in this quarantine, a lot of us have been in, invited to, to really reinvent or rethink ourselves um, and maybe even, like, think about how we're going to be doing things perhaps a bit different than what we had been typically doing them. So, But I think that one of the things that the Yellow Tap is definitely going to be focusing on is uh, how is it that, you know, Jesus or the Holy Spirit is present and how can we identify the movement of the Holy Spirit and, you know, the presence of our Lord in the middle of, of, of this, in the middle of all of this? Yeah, well, let's go ahead and take another quick break, and then we'll come back in a little bit. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Chris. nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Food pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. 
The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here as we always have been with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here. Good morning, and we're back. This is uh, Clarissa Alantara, and I'm your host of Lifelong Journey, the radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. And with me on the other line is Pablo Padilla, and we've been talking a lot about uh, theology on tap and what is different, what's the same, what's important. Pablo, I'm kind of curious, the topics that you chose, uh, not you, but, you know, I guess the group of planners who are who are planning theology on tap um why do you think uh those topics were important and why should our listeners you know perhaps care about supporting young adults who are trying to engage in those uh, meaningful conversations well you know in 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 planning and in conversation uh with with our with our team and those of us that were in planning you know, one of our philosophies is, or, you know, maybe not philosophy, but let's say a pastoral approach uh, to the ministry that we do is to encounter and to meet young adults where they are at and in their own situation. Part of the reason why we felt that these uh, these topics were relevant is because we are in, in, in conversation with young adults themselves. And, you know, these are topics and these are these are conversations that, that, are already being had in among young adults and in young adult circles. Obviously, with the with the pandemic and the and the quarantine, one of the things that we saw is is a very positive number of you know spiritual and Catholic faith based elements that began to arise in Zoom. Uh, things like the Rosary, the Blessed Sacrament um, prayers, or you know the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Things, things of that of that sort. Not not only that, but in addition, a lot of you know hunger for the Eucharist, the need to see Mass being celebrated virtually. So that spoke a lot to us having a conversation about the presence of our Lord Jesus and the power of the Spirit, you know, in in, in during this current reality. And I think that addressing it with some of the speakers that, that we've invited and some of the topics that we've chosen. You know, I, I, addressing this addressing this topic it very very head on um, really speaks to what young adults are already concerned and what they care about. Uh, so it's not like this. It's not like we pick these topics in a vacuum. They're very much within the context of what young adults are living today. Uh, the only the only difference is that we want to make sure that that the conversation includes you know our from from the, the lens of our faith where the presence of our Lord and where the presence of the Spirit has been in the in these different things. And more than anything, I think it's a it's it's a conversation that's gonna help us to continue to reflect on on what this twenty twenty, this year with with everything that's going on, what it all means to us and and how is it that we need to discern how we're being called through this or through these events by our Lord. Uh, again, in in terms of reinventing ourselves or maybe rediscovering ourselves, perhaps even having an encounter or a re-encounter with, with our risen Lord, but also to be able to learn more about the power of the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the fruits uh, within our own personal lives as we, as we have lived through this, through this time. Um, you know, I, I, obviously I want to make, I want to make clear that I'm, I'm speaking very generally, mm-hmm. Because you know it, it's it's hard to get into specifics, but sure. the the one thing that the one thing that's the motivation for the topics and and how this is all relevant to our young adults and why young why you know to our listeners why these things should be important for young adults uh, is because like I said, young adults themselves are already talking about it, and I think it speaks to a larger topic on on, on where where do young where are young adults really at with all of this. Uh, so it, it serves it serves as a type of unpacking 
uh, or, or discerning of what actually has gone on in our reality in, in a larger, as a larger society, but also it invites us as individuals uh, to really think about, you know, what this all means for us in terms of our faith, in terms of our calling, in terms of where we find ourselves uh, in, in all these current situations. Nice. Well, let's go ahead and take another quick break, and then we'll come back. Thank you. It's a word that inspires individuals and groups of people to achieve important goals. And in recent weeks, teamwork has been essential to our food and nutrition services at Catholic Charities. Careful allocation of food supplies has allowed all nine of our food pantries to serve twice the number of guests they usually see. A detailed coordination of staff and resources has ensured that our WIC centers remain open for families with children under five years old. Despite social distancing, our volunteers and restaurant partners have continued to make to-go meals possible for the hungry and the homeless who come to 721 North LaSalle and our suburban locations. And our creative employees have worked with food vendors and neighbors to make sure homebound seniors and the disabled still have meals delivered to them. Our team members recognize how serious food insecurity can be. Please join us in our mission. Visit www.catholiccharities.net. Ford once said, a business that makes nothing but money is a poor business. At Catholic Charities, we are deeply grateful to our corporate partners who agree with Henry Ford. Some of our corporate partners make a financial commitment each year to the work of Catholic Charities. Other partners donate or offer reduced prices on goods and services that help our clients find stability in their lives. Still other corporate leaders gather their employees and regularly volunteer at our food pantries and our suppers for the homeless. For over a century, support from businesses large and small has been vital to our efforts to strengthen the lives of individuals and communities, one person, one family at a time. If you'd like to join us in our mission, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Thank you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back. This is Clarissa Alhantara, and this is the radio program Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I am with guest Pablo Padilla, and we've been talking about theology on tap, especially the, the relevance today with all that has been going on. And Pablo, I, I wanted to just ask you, um, do you have a personal story to share uh, with Theology on Tap, either as like an attendee, or I know that uh, you have also been a speaker, and so I didn't know if there's anything that um, that really speaks to you in terms of the mission of what uh, it aims to do. Yeah, sure. Um, I At one point, I was actually a host site coordinator before I uh, actually was working for the Archdiocese. 
Um, believe it or not, I used to I, I used to uh, be a volunteer young adult minister at uh, my parish, and uh, one of the things one of the things that really you know moved me uh, was organizing the theology on tap uh, within within my area, my parish, uh, Saint Donatus in Blue Island, and. At the, at the time, the parish groupings and all of that were not really a, a thing. I mean, it was it was several years ago. So, you know, I rem- I recall like working with my team and and just putting everything together. And then there was a lot of like uh, a, a lot of surrendering to the Holy Spirit because everything got promoted, everything was sent out. Young adults were invited. We reached out to our friends, to our close relatives, to their friends and their close relatives. We just did everything that we could, and uh, and we we had lined up all of our speakers, so we were ready to go, and we didn't really know what to expect uh, out of it. So, for me, I think the the first time I hosted Theology on Tap was a lot about like literally just surrendering to the Holy Spirit, putting it in the hands of God, and 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 just being as Jesus would want us to be to those that attended. I was very stunned that the first one we ever did had about 80 young adults that came from all different walks of life. And I think um, for those of you that are not familiar, Theology on Tap is is, is still reaching out to to uh, the ethnic communities. So it's not really big within some of our ethnic communities yet. So our site was was uh, I think it was one of the one that was that, that was bilingual for the first time. I don't think I don't think we were the only ones, but I think that we were one of the first ones, definitely. So to see all these young adults gather and just take some of just take some wonderful knowledge from it, and then just the fellowship that happened and the questions that came about, um, and this is years later now to see those young adults that through this space that was created, they were able to interact with us. We were able to interact with them, and some of them have really you know become a part of the parish life. And they've really become active in in the parish, and and they've you know done a lot more with young adults. Uh, they, you know, I have not really organized much with, in terms of young adult ministry at my parish anymore. But just to know that there are still young adults out there doing wonderful work and wonderful things, and that you know the theology on tap was was not everything that we were doing, but it, it was certainly one of these grains of salt that that invited new young adults to interact with us and then to get curious about what it is that we did. Obviously, post theology and tab, we had we had a, a whole plan of how to like meet them where they're at and you know invite them to get more involved and more engaged. But that initial that initial encountering reminded me so much and, and it still impacts me today of uh, that road to Emmaus. You know, when Jesus just encounters the young the the, the, the people that were walking uh, on the way to Emmaus on the way back to their home uh, from Jerusalem, uh, they really didn't recognize him. They really didn't know who Jesus was. Jesus was asking questions, was interacting with them. And by the end of that story, by the end of that gospel, we see that the apostles like invite Jesus to come inside the house so they can break bread together in fellowship. And once they recognized who Jesus was, they, they, they got up and ran and went back to Jerusalem to tell everyone about it. So my personal experience with Theology on Tap is that these spaces, these spaces of encounter happen in such a way where, you know, we just never know when we're going to encounter the living Jesus, whether it's through one of our other fellow peers or through the speaker, um, or even just in fellowship that happens post the speaker session in the follow-ups or friendships that may occur even within. Uh, you know, so I, I just feel very blessed to have seen that that little effort, that little grain of salt. It was a lot of hard work, but... But you know, small in comparison to the king, the building of the kingdom of God here on earth. It, it, what it did, it brought these young adults together, and it invited them to take a serious consideration into becoming more fully engaged with their faith, and ultimately more fully engaged with their with their parish life. Um, the goal was not to get young adults back into the pews. That was not the goal. The goal was to create a space of encounter. But that space of encounter, you know, later led them to become more committed within within the parish and to be more uh, present for other young adults. So I think that's what I take. That's one of the biggest takeaways I, I, I have. And, and, you know, and, and I'm very grateful that we did Theology on Tap that, that one year, many years ago, because it was, it was something that really impacted me personally. Nice. 
Well, let's, um, I want to hear a little bit more about that, especially because uh, that's my favorite scripture passage. We're going to take a break and come right back. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. morning and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. And uh, this is Clarissa Alhantara and I'm joined uh, with, I'm joined by uh, Pablo Padilla. He's the guest talking about Theology on Tap. So Pablo, like I love, I'm guessing you were referencing, is this the Gospel or the Gospel of Luke and the story of Emmaus? In the, yeah. Okay, so here's a question. So the last thing you said was, um, there wasn't, it was almost like a no pressure situation for the theology on tap, right? Like the, the hope wasn't like, we need to get these people back in the pews. It was just, it was merely an invitation, much like um, in the gospel when it's the, the disciples saying like, hey, yeah, do you, do you kind of want to stay? And, and Jesus like really accepting their hospitality, you know, of just being like, yeah, sure. That, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of stay with you guys. And, you know, is that the... I don't know, is that kind of the experience that you've had with Theology on Tap, where it's really been no pressure, very hospitable, um, really just open? Exactly. And one of the things that I want to recall, uh, one site from last year, a, a brand new site, uh, over, um, you know, I'm going to send them a shout out and a hello, uh, you know, but one of, one of, one of, one of the things that, um, that the, the new site did last year um, was that it, it, it hadn't done theology on tab before. It, it wasn't like a returning host site or anything like that. Um, but they they went ahead and they and they said I, I gave them the training and and I told them what more or less you know the expectations were that they do or, or allow or restore enjoyed the president 
she was committed to just like not doing it at the parish. She was like, no, we have to do these at bars. We have to do them at lounges. We have to do them at restaurants. They ended up choosing and they ended up picking four restaurants. And and, and this person went out and, and talked to the owners and negotiated with them. And she was able to get some, some very good uh, donations from them. Uh, where they would like give in like maybe two free drinks or or maybe free odors or things of that sort, but she was really adamant of making sure that this was this happened in the community in the area. I remember going to all I, I visited I visited I think uh, two of, of of their sessions and on both sessions I think it was the first one and the and then the very last. On average, they had 60 young adults present at all times, and they did a special uh, closing event. And I remember going to that event as well. And, you know, here, the, he, he, what, what I see here is that young adults that, that came to this event, to this post-event, to celebrate the Eucharist, celebrate Mass, celebrate the closing of the Theology on Tap, you know, some of them were young adults that, that, that hadn't been to church for quite a while. But because of this event, they were able to come back. So, yes, I would definitely say that in this case, uh, for some of our young adults that, that went to this new site, you know, they were like, they found something, they felt something, and I think they eventually invited our Lord to come into their hearts and, and break bread with them at a personal level, but then ultimately at a, at a communal level as well. So I definitely think that, yes, uh, that's, that's exactly what's going on, is we have this opportunity to then invite Jesus to enter into our house. And as we say in the celebration of the Eucharist, you know, we may not be worthy to receive our Lord, but, you know, we, our house is open. And we want to invite him to come in. And even if we may not recognize him right away, you know, when we do, we, we were like, like, hey, like, we need you. Can you stay with us? So I don't know if that answered the question a little bit or if, that ex- if I give that explanation adequately, but that, that's what I saw last year in this brand new site. So that after the after the events, the fellowship that was created and the encountering that happened, like, it, you know, they, they, there was a hunger for more. Uh, let's give him another shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to say their name or, or anything like that, just out of respect. But you know, oh, okay. If you guys listen, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, just drop it. Like I, 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 I just age out of the young adult population a couple years ago, without really revealing my age. But I do remember the times that I've gone. It is, it's really I mean, when it's held in a bar or a lounge. It's very. Uh, open and so and, and kind of like hospitable and kind of like chill vibe and I'm wondering what what is that going to mean for Zoom like how is that kind of like no pressure sign up you know come listen like how, have you guys figured out how that um, will look um, one of the things that we sort of thought about was just uh, asking people to to you know grab their favorite drink um, maybe it could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. They decide <laughs> mm-hmm. um, their favorite beer, um, and uh, and maybe their their preferred snack. Um, it's it's sort of similar to what we've been doing with Alpha. Um, you know, we, we because we can't have uh, the food um, as we normally would with Alpha. And you know, the, in the gathering that we do and, and the sharing in the in the physical space, we've also asked people to know. You know, in order in order to continue in this relaxed atmosphere where you don't have to be, you know, wearing your, your, your suit and tie or you don't have to be in your business attire. You know, just come in a T-shirt as you would come to Theology on Tap. Uh, come in, you know, this is after hours, come very chill. So we're asking people to, like, you know, just, you know, be be who you are, normal, be who you would normally be at, at a pub or a, or a restaurant. Uh, bring your favorite drink, bring your favorite snack, and, and let's just, you know, as we listen to the speaker, we can be you know, having our snack or a drink. Uh, that's one of the suggestions that we're going to be making. It's very difficult to do that uh, with Zoom mm-hmm. um, because obviously with the, with meeting physically, you can do a, a, a lot more, especially when it comes to radical hospitality, which I think is key. Uh, but here with the Zoom, um, we are going to try to do the best we can to make it, to make our hospitality just as radical as if it were in a physical space. But given that it's Zoom and, and given that, you know, Sometimes Zoom can also be a little bit like it's, it may be difficult to focus um, because it's it's on the, in front of the computer. Um, you know, we're going to just try our best to make it uh, 
as the best that we can. Uh, hopefully, you know, it'll it'll be more of a of a success than what we're expecting, and we have faith that it's going to work out. It's going to work out well. So, but we're going to definitely be looking out to make sure that people feel welcome and they they feel like this is a space where they definitely belong. Yeah, no, I think that's a I that's a really great idea. I've participated in a number of Zoom meetings, so we'll be back in a, a little bit. nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Throughout this pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to develop the most effective ways possible to respond to the needs of our clients and communities. In the past month, our call center has received 250 calls a day for emergency services. More than 450 seniors are being visited by home care aides who help them with housekeeping, groceries, and personal care. Mental health services are being provided to more than 600 people via phone and video. Our friendly, knowledgeable staff is working nonstop, so we are always ready for whoever might reach out to us next. If we can be of assistance to you, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Henry Ford once said, a business that makes nothing but money is a poor business. At Catholic Charities, we are deeply grateful to our corporate partners who agree with Henry Ford. Some of our corporate partners make a financial commitment each year to the work of Catholic Charities. Other partners donate or offer reduced prices on goods and services that help our clients find stability in their lives. Still other corporate leaders gather their employees and regularly volunteer at our food pantries and our suppers for the homeless. For over a century, support from businesses large and small has been vital to our efforts to strengthen the lives of individuals and communities, one person, one family at a time. If you'd like to join us in our mission, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Thank you. Good morning, and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. This is Clarissa Alcantara, and I'm with uh, Pablo Padilla. And uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but Pablo, tell us a little bit about, now that we've kind of heard a little bit about Theology on Tap, especially in the, in the new format, but also choosing topics and subjects that are literally like the present day, yesterday, today kind of reality. What are some things that people can do moving forward? You know, how can they uh, kind of share the word if they're not young adults themselves? Where can they get information? All that good stuff. Yeah, so we're working right now closely with our communications uh, department, as you as you as you also know them, and we're going to be putting a lot of this information up on, on not just the Archdiocese of Chicago website, but we're also going to be working to put it up on, like I said earlier, on our Theology on Tap Chicago Facebook page. Uh, so the the best avenue is to keep an eye out for, for for those of you that are interested 
uh, is to definitely go to archchicago.org, Office of Young Adult Engagement, and also, you know, you can look us up at our Theology on Tap Facebook page. These are the best uh, avenues where you can get a, a lot of this information. We are also going to be making sure that we email our leaders, uh, the, the young adults that we work with very closely, uh, to make sure that they also, uh, you know, spread the word. So, and, and I'm also going to be making sure that, you know, some of our, our you know, past whole site coordinators also are aware of this so that they can also, like, you know, make, make sure that they share the information as well. Um, you know, some, some whole site coordinators are still going to try to do something in person. They're, they're you know, they're not... The, it's not something that we necessarily uh, were got behind right away, but some of the host sites, you know, we're going to let them like decide if they still want to go ahead and do a theology on tap, uh, you know, by grouping or parish. I mean, obviously that's that's also that's also something that, that can happen. But um, you know, we're look, like, like I said, for us, for the young adult engagement office, our theology on taps or speaker series will be happening in the month of July with our kickoff in, on June 24th. So. Uh, but that's the best way to to find out about us, archicago.org, Young Adult Engagement. I'm curious, do you have, are you allowed to say who your speaker is for the kickoff on the 24th, or is that kind of still um, a secret? Well, it's not that it's a secret, but um, we just want to make sure that, you know, everything gets, uh, as as you know, it goes through the proper channels and and it gets published officially. Once it gets published officially in, in our website, then I definitely, I can definitely say yes. Awesome. Give us your the handles again for social media, um, so that way our, our listeners can pass it along. Yeah, it's theologyontapchicago.org. I mean, sorry, theologyontapchicago on Facebook. My apologies. Uh, archchicago.org, uh, young adult engagement on on our website. Awesome, and I, I I also imagine that when it's ready, it'll probably be linkable from the www dot org website. Uh, so for anyone who is technologically uh, excited or challenged, you can probably find it from there as well. Uh, Pablo, I wanted to say thank you so much. It looks like we're going to be kicking off the 24th of June and then every Wednesday, you said, 7 o'clock? Yeah, every Wednesday in July at 7 o'clock. Um, and it's 7 to 9 or what? Or what's the time that we can give our listeners? I think a more realistic time frame, maybe seven to eight thirty ish. Okay. So uh, yeah. Seven to eight thirty. So pay attention. Tell your friends. Uh, enjoy. Uh, in. Um, Enjoy your summer. Enjoy, enjoy the beverages and the uh, the beautiful sunshiny weather. Beverages, I mean water or sparkling water or, you know, um, maybe a beer if you're going to be doing you know, theology on tap. Uh, it's really something that I look forward to every year. And uh, this year we have a toddler, and so I might even just, like, sneak in in the quote-unquote virtual uh, back row um, to kind of listen to what the speaker is going to say. What do you think, Pablo? I think it's a fantastic idea, and I look forward to seeing you with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> seeing me? Like, seeing me in the back? No, I love, yeah, I just, it's one of my favorite things, and I'm, I'm so glad the office is continuing to do it. Um, Pablo, uh, thank you so much for your time. Any last words of wisdom, anything else you want to share with our audience before we take off? No, I just want to say, uh, stay, you know, stay stay well, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and I, I look forward to maybe seeing some of you guys on, on our Zoom uh, when we start these Theology on Tap sites. Awesome. Uh, so, again, a Young Adult uh, Theology on Tap Chicago on Facebook, and then Young Adult Engagement page off of the Arch Chicago website. Correct. And, and then also just the Arch Chicago website, www.arch. C-H-I-C-A-G-O dot O-R-G. Uh, this is yeah. Clarissa Alhantara with Pablo Padilla. Uh, thank you so much. This has been uh, the uh, Office of Lifelong Faith Formation Program, Lifelong Journey. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.